Have you heard about the power of gesture? No, not that gesture, silly. On this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, we'll be talking about expressing whatever's on your mind or your story with simple hand movements that free up stuck energy from your body. I've been doing these amazing sessions with my guest, Jen Axe, and I cannot wait to tell you all about it. So stay tuned. This is Ronnie and Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. this is Ronnie. And before I jump into the podcast, I just want to share a review that I got recently. Here's what she said. It was so nice. I love this podcast. Ronnie makes me feel like I'm home somehow. She comforts me with her peaceful solutions to everyday scenarios in a very straightforward way. Highly recommended. Thank you so much for that wonderful review from Miss Bo Barron. Have you had a chance to rate or review my podcast? Your reviews and ratings help other listeners find the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast and listen. And that means you're helping people get all the same great information that you enjoy. So if you have a chance to rate or review or share with a friend, that would mean so much to me and future listeners. Thank you. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Jen Axe. She's an embodiment coach, speaker, dancer, communication expert, filmmaker, and founder of The Power of Gesture, which is a groundbreaking method that helps people translate their emotions into movement and gain clarity to live with confidence in all aspects of their life. Recognizing that our stories matter, Jen created the power of gesture in 2020 during COVID-19 pandemic as a way for people to connect with their wisdom and resilience, learning to unlock the intuitive language of the body. And I can tell you firsthand, this is amazing work. I actually talked about Jen's work once before in the How to Find Joy in the Journey, My Spiritual Adventure update. And that was all about the sunflower pose. With Jen's help, that's what I came up with, which has been making me so happy. So now let's welcome Jen. Hey, so glad to be here. I'm really thrilled that you are here today. How did you come up with this idea of the power of gesture? It's such a good question. And it's funny because I didn't come up with it. Like I didn't wake up one morning or say, I wanna create an idea. I wanna start a business. This truly and literally came through my soul. This is a soul method. It's a soul business. I can't even believe it. I, I feel like I'm actually a passenger on a train and being taken. And because now I'm really feel like there's something greater than me kind of guiding. So. How did I land or how did I arrive here? How did my soul kind of get here? Through my life, I've been a movement practitioner. I've been a dance educator for the last three decades. And I have been moving through life in all kinds of ways combined with, there's that piece of sort of the dance education and the dance performance of my life. 
But then I also paired this love of dance and movement with my passion for emotional wellness because I struggled a lot when I was younger. I really just could not find the words to communicate in the way that I wanted to communicate. So I struggled. I found myself stuck a lot inside of my body and movement really became my language. And so as the years went on, I realized the power of movement. And when I got into dance, especially, it really kind of saved my life and it brought my form of communication to the world and in the way that I needed to connect. And so then when the pandemic hit, I really just like I just organically wanted to help people stay connected to their bodies because I know firsthand what it feels like to feel disconnected and disembodied. And when the pandemic hit, there was just so much disconnection and isolation happening. So I started working with very close people in my life to just kind of help them move through their emotions and reconnect them to their bodies. And just during the process of this work, I started saying, there's so much power in gesture, the power of gesture, the power of gesture. And it just kept coming out of my mouth every other sentence in the work that I was doing and how I was leading people to move their emotions to their body, which is with their hands. And I just thought, oh my goodness, like this is a real method. It's a real practice that is absolutely helping people. So through that work, and there's a lot to that journey, but I'll kind of stop talking about that now. But that's how I arrived here. It was, you know, it was just like this natural flow and guidance. And I arrived with the power of gesture. And it's been really, really transformative, not only for the clients that I work with, but for myself. Ah, well, you know, what I found so interesting about your work was um, first of all, I met you in a networking thing that was online through Zoom, and then you were running a, you have free workshops like every Tuesday and Wednesday or something. Yep. So we'll put those links in the show notes yeah. for sure and make sure people can check it out and try it for themselves. But I decided to take a chance and try it. Now, if you say movement and ecstatic dance, I want nothing to do with that. Nothing. I, I just don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm thrilled that other people enjoy it, but no, for me, no. So now I'm on this call with you and I'm like, oh God, what is she going to make me do? You know, like how embarrassed am I going to feel awkward, uncomfortable or whatever. But no, it was none of that because we just sat there in our little Zoom boxes, you know, like Hollywood Squares, and we could just move our hands. And I'm like, we're move our body on our chair. But we didn't have to stand up. We didn't have to dance. You know, we were in our own little boxes. So you weren't comparing yourself to all the other dancers in the room and feeling you didn't have to really feel that subconscious because you're in a little square. Yep. And that changed everything for me because then it's only about this back and forth and moving my body in and out or whatever. But it there was no dancing. <laughs> yeah. And so then I could allow myself to just be in that moment and be in my body and see how did I want to move and how did I want to explain whatever I was feeling at the time. And you usually give prompts or something to help people get to that place. So I just fell in love with it, which is why I started working with you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really fun. But not only is it fun, like I know you do a series where you get a whole bunch of women and each one does their motion. And then we all follow them. And then we it, you connect them all with music. And that was so fun. I couldn't believe how we do each woman's gestures. And it's incredibly uplifting and fun and exciting. And there's no doing it wrong because you're copying everybody else. 
it's just the most beautiful thing. I just loved it. So that's why I thought uh, I have to do more of this. I want to tell people about this. And working with you, how did you get to figure out that if you could think of an emotion and then create a gesture, like where did that come from that it would help you move that out of your body? Like that's that somatic stuff that I'm not that familiar with, but. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So I think really the reason it was so instinctual for me is because my background is dance and dance is the very catalyst and the vehicle for me to move emotions through my body. That's how it's been my whole life. So I just knew the power of movement based on my own life experience. Every performance I ever did, there was meaning behind the movement that I had. Like I said, I struggled a lot when I was younger with words, so I would move my expression through my body. I just realized the power of it by just putting on music and moving in the way that I wanted to. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually really communicating here and I'm releasing and I'm able to move this energy. So it was very natural for me to think, not only is it the gesture, but as you know, it's the visualization, right? It's really going in and closing your eyes and connecting to where the emotion sits in your body and then creating a gesture. I knew that if we could create gestures that embodied our emotions, then maybe it was possible to kind of shift it and, and almost manage the emotion as opposed to our minds taking over we kind of became a little bit more in control. So it was also experimental. When I first started the work, I was working just with women. The first like 15 of these stories that I curated were all people that I knew, close friends that I said, go on a journey with me. I wanna try this. I wanna create with you this embodiment practice so that we can stay connected to our emotions and feel empowered and da, da, da. So in this process of working with these women, I played with it a lot. You know, I played with all kinds of ways to tap into emotions and the layers kept coming, like the visualization piece, the music piece, the actual hands, right? The slowing down, the repetition, all of the things that create this method. So through that practice with these women, I realized I formulated this methodology. So it just kind of, I saw that it worked and I was like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. And what was so cool about something I just wanna mention that piggybacking, off of what you said, when we do it in a group, it's so fantastic. I mean, I did not know the power of this until I tried it and, and allowing each woman to, or man now, because a lot of men are coming into the space, having their own gestures and then us embodying other people's gestures. Yeah, it's like, yeah. whoa, you know, we're almost like listening to each other with our bodies. We're giving space and we're also connecting to these feelings because we all have very similar emotional experiences in life. We just, it just depends on the level and how much and how long we experience them. But there, you know, we can, there's common ground. So when we hear people through our body, it's almost like, oh my gosh, you feel that too. And it allows us to feel connected and feel, it almost like, almost like normalizes a lot of the emotions that people are ashamed of. So when we hear each other in this way, in this artistic and joyful way, it really gives the space for us to kind of open our hearts up. It's, it's quite beautiful, yeah. You know, I think there's also, and maybe this is what you're saying, just another way to say it, there's a lot of acknowledgement that comes from doing somebody else's emotions. Yeah. So you're embodying them 
for uh, with other people but there's also acknowledgement because everyone's living it with you and seeing it with you and doing it with you so that's like a, a level of acknowledgement that we don't get a lot of acknowledgement in right. our society we really don't mm -hmm. and that's why i explained once how when you wave where that came from that was like back in caveman days to show you had no weapon in your hand so you showed an open palm today it's a gesture of greeting but it came from the gesture of greeting, like, I will do you no harm. I ha I'm not holding any weapons. Yeah. But today, it's really an acknowledgement of, I see you. Yeah. And so when you smile at somebody or you wave and they smile back or wave, that always feels good. And when they just turn their head or whatever, that feels crummy because you're not being acknowledged. So I think there's a tremendous amount of acknowledgement. And then when you have that acknowledgement it adds another level of vibration to this that continues to elevate the group mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a spiral that's what it feels to me as you go around and everybody does their gesture and then everybody else follows there's a spiral of energy moving up that's what it feels like to me mm. i think that's what makes it so exciting mm -hmm. i love that i think i so appreciate that i feel that i do and that's really the point is to lift each other's vibration up yeah right lift each other up acknowledge one another accept have compassion a couple years ago i was working with my coach and i was in a meditation and she was asking me you know what is your mission like what is it what is the core mission and at the time and i still think it's relevant extremely relevant i said it just came out I want to shift the mindset of humanity one story at a time. And she was oh. like, go. And that, and it really is about shifting the mindset of humanity one story at a time. Inside of us, we have multiple stories. It's not necessarily your story and my story and somebody else's story. And so we have so many stories inside of us. And as you know, with the work that you and I do together, Every time we meet, it's like another voice, another story. We're working on it. We're talking about it. We're acknowledging it. We're shifting the mindset towards that story so that we don't stay stuck, but instead we elevate. And so when we do that in a group to be able to acknowledge with even more that we, we get that opportunity even more, it's, it's more of a chance that we're actually going to shift our minds like it's like oh wait you feel that too oh you hear you get a chance to hear other people's experiences as well so yes yeah, shifting the mindset of each person of humanity one story at a time i think there's so much truth and power in that i just i love yeah. it yeah. and it is so amazing that the power of gesture can actually release the emotions that get unstuck and release that stuff out of your body. And that was what was most surprising to me in our first private session. As I started crying, I'm like, what is this? Because I couldn't really tell you what that was about. But thankfully, you said it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was very grateful. <laughs> you don't actually have to know. You can still release it. I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful thing. Because if you have to figure everything out, that's just going to take a lot more time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As opposed to just surrendering and trust. That's where the trust comes in, right? It's that release and, and being able to move into that kind of, I have type A part 
in my brain as well. And I'm always working on like just releasing that, letting go of the perfectionistic qualities or the desires of that, like really allowing, and that comes with trust. So when we trust and when we surrender, we don't need to know the answers. We trust that we feel it, we surrender to it, and we believe that it's happening for a reason and it's gonna take us to the next place. Yeah, that's awesome. What have you discovered as you've moved along doing this work? Because it's been a few years now. What have you noticed in terms of changing the change of your work and how your work is or the change that people experience? Yeah, so much on both. I mean, I'm in awe of the transformation of this work. I'm in awe. I just, I'm blown away. I'm just blown away that this is created, that this methodology has evolved. So when it comes to the people every single time, and I'm not saying it to be like, oh, my method is so, it's just what it is. It works and it's incredible. And I'm so grateful. I feel like a gift has been given to me. So the transformation and the evolution of the people and watching that, watching people shift their mindset around their stories and their, and the emotions that were stuck and now aren't it's incredible. In terms of the work, it's constantly evolving in terms of the layers. So every time I do a workshop, I realize, you know, a little tweak or something that might create an even more profound experience for them or or me gaining more clarity is what it is, you know, in terms, I don't know if this is your question, but around the methodology, I feel like I'm gaining more clarity every single day. It's incredible. My why connected to this work is becoming clearer and the method itself is becoming clearer. Yesterday, I just did a workshop with 23 teenagers and it was just incredible. And while I was there, I made a small tweak and it really worked. It just was so exactly what they needed. So, I love because I'm a creative and I, you know, I create documentaries and all I I just dance and the arts and music, everything artistic has been in my life forever. And so I think there's a part of my personality that really works well with this because I'm constantly moving through and being creative and open to what's possible as opposed to getting stuck. Like this is what it is. This is the method. This is how it goes. I feel like I'm just like this open vessel to constantly be learning about what is an additional component that I can throw into this that's going to work. So I love that. I love sort of the unknown and the unexpected. So that has been a real transformation. And I'm really interested to see where it goes because there's a lot of different demographics that it works for. And there's a lot of different ways in which it can fit into the world. So, you know, even though it's been three years, the first year and a half, all I did was create the Her Stories collection, which is 150 short form video documentaries using the power of gesture as a catalyst for expression for these women and their struggle. And the, the stories are all about survival and resilience, and they're absolutely beautiful. But that was my first year and a half, but it solidified like literally the power of gesture. You know? wow. It solidified the power of this work. And I was like, oh, okay, after a year and a half, I'm going to now go out, work with women and men individually. I'm going to circle back to the dance community. I'm going to do workshops for women empowerment. So I, I kind of took it out of the stories and all the editing and created this real practice. So where can we see 
I don't know that I caught on that you had a documentary. Where can you see the documentary? Oh, gosh. Well, let me just tell you that I am going to have my next virtual gallery, which is going to be in September, late September, where I feature three of these stories, three women. There's always live music. And I'll just give you a quick thing about this. When I So I have 150 of these stories. They're phenomenal. And you can find them on YouTube. I have a whole playlist. And there's about 80 on there. Um, a lot of women did it for their private like okay. healing. And so some of you know I have to respect that and I don't show okay. those, but many of them are on the YouTube channel. During the pandemic, when everybody was stuck at home, I thought, why? I mean, the stories were private and beautiful. Some of them use them for family engagements or for themselves or for business. But I asked them permission and said, I want to create virtual galleries. Eventually, I'd like to see these stories in a gallery somewhere. They're short, they're three to five minutes long and they're artistic and gorgeous. So they should be shown and the voices should be heard. So I asked them, I don't wanna wait until things open up again. This was in the depths of the pandemic. Everybody was stuck home and I wanted to create an artistic experience for people. So I started a virtual gallery series and I've done about eight of them. I, did, I was doing them quarterly. Three Zoom rooms, all the guests would circulate between the rooms as if you're in a real gallery. The woman would be there, her story would be there. I had back-end help to show the stories. There was always live music. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And women, their voices could be heard in this way and it was very beautiful and interactive with the audience. So I'm gonna do it again. Wow, that's amazing. So you know what came to me when you were talking also about the transformation of the work itself is that because the work is so fluid, that fluidity allows you to keep expanding and changing and growing because gesture is a fluid thing. And so in a way that facilitates its own continued evolution mm. because it is a fluid methodology. There's nothing hard and fast about it. So it allows it to just continue to grow and expand and become almost like it has a life yeah self, right it just thank you for that reflection i love that <laughs> you're welcome what do you want to tell people about this work and themselves and what's possible like what do you want to share with the people who are viewing and listening give some examples of the transformations that you've seen can you do that yeah i can do that and the first thing i want to answer your just first quick question about telling people that if you are a person that hasn't really found a practice, a movement practice that feels good in your body, or there's insecurity about moving big in the world, this is a great way to step in. This is a very accessible and inclusive space to start somewhere. And you know that, right? That was kind of your experience. You were just like, I don't know. I don't really want to get up and And you realized, it's just your hands. So it's an invitation really to try something completely new and anything is possible. And with this work, I have noticed so much between the 150 women that I created stories with and the hundreds of women I have worked with now in all of these workshops, I am absolutely here to say that the work is transformative. There is something to the visualization, the music, the gestures, all of these layers coming, fusing together in a joyful and safe environment 
that allows us to transform our emotions into something that doesn't have to feel so heavy. Yeah. So transformation specific stories. Okay. So there's one that's coming to my mind. I mean, there's, I have a lot, but this one that's coming to my mind because we were just talking about the virtual gallery. One of the galleries, I featured a woman's story who was sexually assaulted when she was younger as a teenager, a couple of times. And now she's a coach and she's, you know, on the other side of it. And again, the stories are about the arc of how did they get to the other side? So they always land with something that's real teachable for the people that are watching. So this story was all about her experience. Now there were like 70 people in the audience, you know, on the zoom room watching. And after one of the women said she was crying and I, you know, I allowed people to speak and give comments and stuff like that. And this woman opened up her mic and said, Thank you so much for sharing your story because my daughter was sexually assaulted and I have not been able to understand this and I've been blocked and you just helped me unblock and now I can't wait to go and talk to my daughter. And I was besides myself. I was bawling because it shows the power of our stories and the power of sharing and as scary as it is how important it is to just step into that courageous vulnerability because not only are you going to hear heal yourself you are going to help heal others it wasn't even her it was her daughter it was like once removed and then what that's going to do for their relationship i thought that was like a very profound moment that took place in one of the galleries in terms of like the one-on-one sessions i mean you and i have had some pretty incredible moments where i mean even just the other day this gesture of this has really stayed in my mind you know this allowing to just kind of move things through so that kind of thing happens all the time one specific example of a client recently She's in a very difficult time with her 10 year relationship and considering leaving, but doesn't really want to, but there's like this barrier between them that she's trying to get through. So she created, she, what she saw was kind of like a mountain, but it was like of cement, right? And cause that's how thick and hard something happened between them that prevented them from trusting each other or from her trusting him anymore. So it was like this big, like th- th- her, her gesture was this, and then Hers was over here. It's like there were two living next to each other and she couldn't get through. And once there was this visualization that we did and she had them both kind of sitting up here on top and through a very long and her eyes were closed, like sort of like just relaxing into it. I asked her to try and see these cement mounds kind of transform into she couldn't get to water because that would be extreme, but like almost like sand and see. So she was able to let it drop a little, not all the way, but a little, and she could see him from the top. Whereas before it was, and I was like, Ooh, like I just couldn't believe what was happening. So we've been working together for several months now. And so now it's like, it's actually down and now they're talking. It still may not work out the two of them, but they are able to now talk and communicate in a way that they couldn't before because there was such a block there. So that's a great example of using the visualizations 
with the story and the blocks and connecting it with gesture and music, it just, it really started. And I could see it. I could really feel it. That kind of thing. It's the mixture of all of it. So that's a beautiful example of transformation for sure. It sure is. <laughs> uh, I think that what stands out is when you're in the Zoom room, that is so, such a safe environment. It just makes all of that so much easier. Mm. So I think that helps a lot. You know, I don't know what it would be like. Like if I was in a real room with 20 women, at this point, I might feel different about it because now I've been like, I was not a movement person. Not that it, like if I went to hear a band, I would go dance, but there's right. a crowd and you can hide in the crowd. Yeah. I've, you know, when I was younger, I'm like, are you going to stand on the side or you're going to dance? You know, what are you going to yeah. do? So I decided dancing would be much more fun than watching. So I would push myself to dance. Amazing. So, <laughs> so I have done that, but you know, there was a yoga workshop and she said there was going to be some kind of ecstatic dance. And I'm like, what time will that be? Can I come after that? So I did. And she said, yes, you can come for half day, blah, blah, blah. Well, don't you know, they didn't get to the ecstatic dance. So in my half day was still the ecstatic dance. And I was like, I can't tell you, I was relaxed into it all. It was so awful for me. I was really freaking out. But the one thing that saved me was she said, everybody has to agree to only look forward. Mm. So we were all in a line and we were told to just focus ahead so that we didn't really look at each other. We didn't turn our bodies. So we weren't in each other's line of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that's what helped me but it would have been more fun if I could have just relaxed and enjoyed it more but you know maybe in doing just this little bit of gesturing you would have laughed at me this morning if you had seen me because I was in my living room letting the sun come in the picture window doing my gestures while I was standing up which is not how I normally do them and it was like oh I could move more and do oh my gosh I know it was fun. I was like, oh, it was even more fun. So I guess things happen in stages, but that is a big shift for me because although I'm still doing it on my own, but I don't want to express myself like I'll sing, I'll write, I'll speak, but don't make me dance. <laughs> so You're hilarious. Yeah. I love it. It is. It's little steps. Look at that. You were up doing your gestures and feeling great about it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, That's was, it was fun. Some of the things we had talked about were so much bigger and more expressive with the movement or whatever. So where I could move my arms in circles and flow, be flowing and think back to when I was six and was in ballet. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up today? Just to come and try it. I do have these 30 minute free classes, Tuesdays at 10 and Wednesdays at 12 Eastern Standard Time and uh, try it. I would say come and experience it. And also I do have a free download. It's right on my website or you can get it on Instagram just to experience it, you know, try it. It's something very different. That's what I want people to walk away feeling like, oh, that's kind of interesting. How can I just try it and see if it's for me? And that's always a really good place to start. And beyond that and beyond the power of gesture, I've always appreciated our emotional intelligence. And now I just have this incredible desire and passion to empower people with their emotional intelligence and just 
giving it power, the power and the time that these emotions deserve. There's so much information that we can learn from our emotions. And so regardless of whatever practice you're doing to pay attention and really listen and not dismiss how we feel. If you're crying, it's sad. If you're laughing, it's funny. And not to let people tell you, oh, that's not funny. Oh, that's not too sad. Oh, it's not cold in here. You know, who are these people? But they're everywhere. And so to really just pay attention to you and how you're feeling and to really honor whatever is going on inside. It's so important. It's the best information. It's better than any book. It's better than any parents. It's like, it's you. And so really mm. connect back to that yeah. it's so important jen's website is thepowerofgesture.com and i just want to close by saying that your stories can actually the stories that are always circling your head might be different than the story that comes out through your emotion that's mm. one of the things that surprised me too and and then the last thing i want to close with is that i love that you are going for the empowering of people using this work so people can feel empowered and own who they are and that kind of thing and that's how i've been looking at using my intuition lately it's really a different tool but a similar outcome is my goal is to empower people with information so that they know the right way to go or the best way for their highest good or whatever that is so i love that we both can share in that um so thank you jen you've been awesome thank you so much for being here today thank I you for having it. me i loved it Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic.